0: Don't lowjack me, bro! Indiana's new law prohibiting employers from forcing their employees to get device implants. What? Craig Wiley from Jackson Lewis joins us the Lost Plane. I'm Lawrence Clutty, and this is Legal Talk today. Welcome back, listeners! Thank you for tuning in. Today's show is really going to scare you. But first. We need to thank NOTA. NOTA is powered by MT Bank because you went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. How true. Take advantage of NOTA, a no cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Visit trustnota.com forward slash legal to learn more. That's Noda spelled NOTA spelled N O T A. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay, let's say hello to our guest. He's a principal at the law firm of Jackson Lewis. Welcome to the show, Craig Wiley. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You know, the, the origin of this story that we read uh, your article about gave our producer the willies and that is why we decided to cover it. And so you all wrote an article there and we we caught up with it first at the national law journal, but I believe you also featured it on your law firm's website and it's titled Indiana joins states prohibiting employers from mandating device implantation in employees. So obviously got our attention and I wanted to uh, talk with you about this. So I wonder if we could just start from the very beginning here, Craig, you know, can you describe what this implantation technology is? Yeah, it's called a
1: radio frequency identification device, RFID. The technology has existed for years. People have been chipping their pets for a long time. The FDA approved the technology back in uh, 2004, and it's put in, in your hand. It takes a
0: couple minutes to put in, and uh, you're good to go. Now, when you say chip your pet, these are those little chips you put, those microchips you put in your cat or your dog or whatever. And if your pet gets lost and they show up at the shelter, they scan the pet to try to figure out who owns it, correct? Correct. That's correct. Okay. Well, let's talk about this new law from Indiana. So kind of give us just the general flyby. And I have some questions about one of the uh, definitions.
1: So the, the technology, the statute follows several other states. And essentially you cannot make it a term and condition of employment to have one of these devices implanted Uh, It applies at the pre-employment stage and during employment. Uh, You also can't discriminate against somebody or retaliate against somebody for refusing to have one of these
0: devices. Okay. And Craig, in your piece, you kind of wrote how there was this open ended definition for device. Now, was that done on purpose? What, what should we take from that?
1: Sure. I'll, I'll, read, I'll read, the, uh, read, read the definition. A device is defined as any acoustic, optical, mechanical, electronic, medical, or molecular device. So I think what they're doing is, as the, the technology over the years may advance, but I think that's why they have the very broad definition of, of what a device is. Now, why would an employer ever want to require these devices? Well, good, that's a good question. There are several reasons. Number one, just, it's for convenience. You know, employers can clock in and clock out. You don't have to wait to clock in. Uh, when you walk into the, into the facility, the, the device will, will track that. You can get into doors. You can log into your computer. One thing it's come to light is that you could use it for contact tracing. Let's, let's say there's somebody who is infected with COVID and you're trying to find out who is in that vicinity. That technology would be, would be relevant and, and could, could assist you. Let's say that uh, an employee claims harassment. And you're trying to find witnesses to the incident It can be used for that. If there's a workplace violence issue and some many witnesses, same thing. If there's theft and you're trying to find out who is in the vicinity of the theft.
0: Now, you, you previously mentioned what employers are not allowed to do, you know, conditioning employment on there, discriminating against one employee versus another if they don't want to have these device implants. But just in terms of a program out there that might be helpful to an employer, given their line of work, what are they allowed to do? well if the uh, state has not
1: enacted legislation they c- they can require this type of technology today the federal government has not stepped in and enacted any type of legislation which if the technology advances let, let's say you have a multi-state employer and in one state it's legal and
0: in one state it's not that that's like that's the kind of complexities that people are going to have to deal with now you mentioned some of the possible uses that an employer might want to Implement this type of technology for, but is there a line of work that you're aware of that uh, this might possibly make a little sense? There is uh, transportation workers. The technology uh, has existed for a
1: long time. Not not the technology, the, the RFID, but transportation companies have tracking devices on their vehicles to find out how fast uh, somebody's going. If somebody's exceeding the speed, or if they're not. They're in places where they shouldn't be. So that technology has existed. An RFID advice would be helpful for that. What about law enforcement? Uh, let's say that uh, you're trying to track your assets, You, especially in the intelligence community. that It would be good for that. Coal miners. Let's say that there's there's an accident and you're trying to track where where, you're, where, you're at, where your people are at. It would be helpful for that.
0: Now, as I understand, there are other states that, that you mentioned that uh, have enacted similar legislation, but is all that legislation the same? And if not, what are some key differences? Essentially, they're all the same. They say you can't discriminate uh, or make a term and condition of employment
1: to have one of these devices. California was the first state to step in and enact uh, legislation. You know, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because that's where a lot of this technology has existed in, in uh, you know, the technology companies are coming up with this. I will say the California statute is, is punitive. You can get actual damages. There's a $10,000 fine and a $1,000 fine per day. You can get injunctive relief. You can get compensatory damages, punitive damages, and get recovery of your attorney fees. That's by far the most punitive statute. There are others that say you have to have informed consent. You have to have a written, informed consent. That's Montana. has that? Arkansas law says that the employer has to pay for any cost estimated it's $300 per person to enact to, to implant one of these devices. There are two states. Nevada makes it a class C felony. If you violate the statute, North Dakota, it, it's a misdemeanor and you got to pay
0: a $3,000 fine. All right, another two-part question for you. Now, how seriously should we be taking these RFID devices? And then second part of that, what areas of law have kind of uh, started to spindle up to speed here because they're beginning to get concerned?
1: Yeah, I mean – we were scratching, scratching our heads when this was enacted. What Why was the reason here in Indiana? I mean, you know, it makes sense in California and, you know, where, where you have a lot of the large technology companies, but we thought it was an overreaction. But when I took a closer look at it, maybe not. You know, there's a lot of other states. Uh, it's, it's not a blue state and red state phenomenon. You have Montana, you have California, Indiana, Maryland is another state. So it's not it's not a blue red state phenomenon. So. Yeah, I, I think it's not an overreaction. I think it's a pushback by the state legislatures. And, you know, the person who who sponsored this bill here in Indiana, I wouldn't call him a champion of employee privacy rights, but the bill received
0: overwhelming bipartisan support. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I remember this technology from years ago called Google Glass. I don't know if you remember those uh, creepy yeah. glasses. And, uh, you know, I thought, it was a great technology, but I couldn't, I could not get past the, uh, the fact that it looked creepy. And I think a lot of people did. I think that's ultimately what killed it. You know, plus the notion of having a camera, you know, on your glasses to record at any, uh, you know, given uh, moment. But, you know, I thought there was a missed opportunity there for Google. You know, I thought you know, maybe instead of the glasses, maybe have like kind of a, a technology that you can put in your favorite pair of sunglasses, or maybe a pair of, you know, ski goggles. And I thought, you know, a driver in a car, you know, a runner or a mountain Biker might enjoy, you know, having a heads-up display to give them information about weather. Maybe there's a map that can give them turn-by-turn directions. You have like sort of this portable heads-up display that's with you no matter where you go. And I thought I missed opportunity there. And so related, one of my questions here that I have, just in terms of the near future, you know, given how easy it is to make these RFID tags, how widespread do you think this is going to become in the future when it comes to humans? And that's the question that's going to scare our producer. Yeah, I mean, with the state legislatures pushing
1: back on this technology, it sounds like to me there's not much to worry about. There's a, what got a lot of this started was a company out of Wisconsin who wanted to enact the, uh, or implement the uh, technology on their employees, and they didn't make it mandatory. Uh, they just asked if employees wanted it, and of the 80 employees, 50 employees said yes. So wow. yeah you know, yeah if 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 employee, if employers want to implement this technology in an employees consent i would recommend it be written consent there there are some good there's some really good reasons to have it
0: you kind of got into my last question here, you know, just in terms of an employer out there that's uh, hey, we really we'd really like to try this program out. We think it might add to the safety of being here. You mentioned coal miners. And so, if there's an employer out there that wants to implement this technology, how do you recommend they proceed? That's the second question that's going to freak out our producer Molly McDonough.
1: I my first question somebody asked me is why do you want to do this? Is is there is there is there a compelling reason? Like for instance, the transportation industry. I think as it stands, the employer faces some challenges. There's suspicion. There's always suspicion of technology when it advances. There are still people who think when you're getting the, the COVID vaccine that you're, you're getting some sort of device put in your body and you're being tracked. There's some potential for abuse by employers uh, that I think there, there, there's a concern that people are, are being tracked. So, you know, there, there there are some concerns. There's potential civil liability. What about invasion of privacy type claims? Intrusion upon inclusion. That's another one. One thing I hadn't gotten much play is uh, whether there's an FL, FLSA issue. Is it compensable time? If you're being tracked when you're not uh, at work, should you, be, should you be paid for that time? Similar to uh, you, you being on call on a cell phone.
0: Well, Craig, thank you for being here. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you, Lawrence. My pleasure. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please leave us a glowing review in your favorite podcasting app. And one more thank you to our sponsor, Thank You Nota. You can find them at trustnoda.com forward slash legal. That's Nota, spelled N-O-T-A. And last but never least, thank you to our team producer, Molly McDonough and our LTN audio crew for their continued hard work. This has been Legal Talk today. I'm Lawrence Clutty. Have a great day, everybody. <music>